0: The sun is overhead, and I've got deep-set eyes. It makes me look like a skeleton, you know?
1: (laughs) Look at me. Now, raise your chin up a little bit, just a little bit. Nah, no difference. You're just, you got those deep-sunk eyes, Patrick.
0: (laughs) Hi. Welcome to Old School with Patrick Rooney, the podcast where old-school wisdom is new again. I explore natural health, success, and freedom with my amazing guests. All right, welcome, welcome to Old School with Patrick Rooney. I am doing a lot of podcasts right now with friends all over the country, well-known people, people that know stuff, smart people. And uh, we're doing a COVID-19 type of thing here where we really want to get what's going on, get get the kind of on-the-ground ideas of what's happening and related issues to it. So you can always go to OldSchoolUS.com, OldSchoolUS.com and find out everything that we're doing. OldSchoolUS.com uh, is about health, natural health especially. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a conservative hippie. I just found that out. And it's all about natural health. It's about having success. We're going to deal with success and getting the U.S. online again today. I have a very special guest on uh, today. Uh, his name is Rick Altman. And he's with NoBordersNoNation.org, and Rick is an old friend. I didn't say old Rick. I just say an old friend. Okay? I didn't say old comma friend. Uh, but he's a he's a good friend. He's been around a long time. As I told him uh, yesterday, and last time I talked to him, this man has forgotten more about immigration, about uh, restoring the culture of the United States than most people will ever know in their lifetime. So with that said, welcome, Rick. How are you?
1: Doing well, Patrick. Thanks for having me
0: on. Oh, man, it's my—it's really my pleasure. And um, I want to talk about today, you know, I was going to talk to you anyway, as you know, but I wanted to talk to you about COVID-19 and sanctuary cities, which you just wrote an article about, which is I want to dig into a little bit. But funny thing is, after I already booked you for the show, guess what happened? President Trump, decided to, to he said he's going to do an executive order stopping what immigration all immigration coming into the United States effective hopefully dang near immediately before we go any further Rick got to ask you what do you what do you think about this As if well, I, don't mean- I, I, I think
1: uh, I, I think it's uh, uh, logical given the situation I actually heard about this last night when I got an email from former congressman Tom Tancredo Oh, cool. who, of course, was an immigration warrior. A great when he warrior. And, uh, uh, and so I immediately looked it up, and, and I just checked before we went on here, and the uh, executive order hasn't written yet, but the predictable responses from the Democrats on the left, you know, it's racist, it's xenophobic and all that. Yes. It's logical. First of all, it's logical. This yes. is not an I told you so. Well, it is sort of an I told you so, but not a nah, 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 I told you so. <laughs> everybody has been talking about this possibility that's been, look, when you can get on an airplane anywhere on the planet Earth and within 24 to 48 hours be anywhere else on planet Earth, yeah, what is the perfect vector for communicable diseases? Absolutely. Why do we have Ellis Island in New York? Why do we have Angel Island in San Francisco Bay?
0: Yeah. And for, for those people, We've forgotten these things, Rick. We've forgotten the basics of, of keeping ourselves safe. What I try to do is
1: explain it, especially to the younger people, and even this is a little stretch, but in the movie The Godfather 2, the sequel, the excellent yeah. sequel to The Godfather. Oh, yeah, great movies. Vito Andolini is escaping Sicily. He's eight years old. They show the very emotional scene where they're all passing by the Statue of Liberty. The next scene, the custom guy gets his name wrong and calls him Vito Corleone, okay? <laughs> Yeah. The next scene, he's being examined by a doctor and he has smallpox and he's put into quarantine on Angel Island. That's why we have Angel Island, uh, excuse me, on Ellis Island for uh, okay. Corleone. Uh, we have Angel Island in San Francisco Bay, which was used to uh, uh, isolate the Chinese that were coming in who might have had tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is mm-hmm. a disease that has killed more human beings than any other disease period in the history of mankind. That was in course, San Francisco? It's at the San Francisco Bay, right. It's, um, uh, but getting back to President Trump and all this, this is logical, it does make sense. And I think it's gonna go farther than simply protect us from coming in with communicable diseases. And that's just not the coronavirus, okay? Yeah. It's all communicable diseases. Everything. Now, it's gonna give us a chance, I think, to push the reset button on immigration. Absolutely. Together as it's gonna be opened up again, there's a lot of things in our country and our culture, which are gonna be changed because of this. Yeah. But as uh, we come back to it, we're gonna start seeing changes and we're gonna start having sensible, logical looks at what we're doing. Well, how, we're doing how, how do
0: you, how does somebody, I, they can call a racist card, but how do they go against President uh, Trump doing what he's doing when he said, he stopped immigration from China, which they went or went crazy about, but they know obviously helped. I mean, if you have a disease coming from somewhere, essentially a pandemic, guess what makes sense? Stopping people from coming from that country. Everybody knows that.
1: Right, yeah. Well, I think it's uh, because the left doesn't have much. Um, I yeah. think that uh, even with all of this chaos and the damage that this virus is doing, I think president trump stands a very good chance of being reelected i think the democrats know that i think it was rush limbaugh who said last month that the democrats don't think they can beat him so they don't want to uh, uh hurt anybody who might have a future um, Mayor pete um elizabeth warren any of these people biden doesn't have a future this is it for him and so, so, if wait, he- you're,
0: so rick you're saying that they're they are giving up this particular election cycle you think all well, right
1: i think I, I think they were before this happened but at this point, they're seeing their base desert them. I saw the other day a poll that said that black support for President Trump had doubled. It's up to 20% now. Yeah, it's that's crazy. crucial. Yeah. That is crucial it is. to the uh, Democrat Party. That uh, something like 15% of Bernie supporters were going to end up voting for Trump instead of Biden. So I think all this screaming of racism and xenophobia is designed to hold on to the base that they have. I don't know that they're bringing in any more people because they've said it so much it's lost its meaning really. Well, I think it's designed to hold on to the base that they have that they're desperate to not
0: lose. Okay, we didn't we weren't I wasn't going originally into so much the election, but now that you're here. Okay. Do you is it possible though that they have a wild card even uh, uh, let's let's call it the VP because I don't think they're going to bump out uh, Joe Biden as the top slot, right? But let's say they bring in a so-called superstar, like. Uh, uh,
1: I don't know. I think the vice presidential pick is gonna be very interesting. I saw some people uh, postulating that it might be uh, Michelle Obama. Okay. Right. okay. I'm,
0: putting, I'm putting up the black hand here. Okay, you said this, Rick, and I was saying this quietly for a long time. So you didn't wanna give them any ideas. Um, but I think that she would be, very popular but i don't even think that michelle can save them now
1: yeah I, I don't think so and um for all the talk and you go on leftist media uh you go into the leftist media websites a lot uh and you see the uh, uh, you see the memes that they're going to continue to push oh the stock market is down oh that's uh that's trump's death knell. uh oh the economy what's it you know what's the economy going to do I think this economy is going to snap back like a rubber band. Not all of it, not all parts of it. Because some of it is going to have to be uh, readjusted, given what we've learned from this. Yeah, but yeah.
2: this it, it,
1: economy it, is going to snap back. We're going to hear complaints and worries about inflation when right. everybody goes out and starts spending their money again. And I think possibly by November, uh, this whole thing will be will be a distant memory because this is about over warmer weather. And I've studied viruses. I uh, i got yep. a couple of publications here. I, I think I mentioned to you uh, this one. <laughs> this flu pandemic
0: of 2018 and 19. Interesting. When was that put out? When was that put April, out? April
1: 2018. And he nails it. He talks about it. The only one thing he gets wrong is the name. He's talking about a flu pandemic, not coronavirus, otherwise, everything else in terms of travel, the impact on business, stores, uh, personal protective equipment, PBE, and the shortages, ventilators, everything he talks about it. And then you know what I found, Patrick, is I went back and I started looking at other things. Exactly. Scientists and doctors have been and virologists have been writing about this basically since 1957. Wow, the big, uh, outbreak, but uh, so I've been studying about it and learning it a lot. So let me let me
0: know. let me slow let me slow this down for a sec. So was this guy SARS came out in what 2008 or so? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I think so. Now well,
0: wasn't, wasn't SARS a coronavirus type?
1: In this, which I have not read, but I'm gonna start reading today, The Viral Storm, which is written in 2011, he refers to the wet markets. They all talk about wet markets. do uh, Graham talks about them, he talks about them. Um, I watched a 2003 video from PBS the other day, 2003, 17 years ago, talking about all of this pandemic. Again, a shortage of personal protective equipment, a shortage of ventilators and wet markets. Wet markets comes up in all of this because it is a good vector for the transmission of diseases from birds to mammals.
0: SARS did that, right? So during the heat, it came out and the heat started messing with it and it dropped it out. Right. Yeah. I saw another guy that had a, uh, it was an Israeli, he used to be a general in the Israel army. And he was saying he's now a top professor in Israel. He was saying that, I think he said like 60 or 70 days, these things have a life for, and then they end. He's looked at the numbers. I can, I can believe that. So,
1: that- and, I, and i think this self-quarantining has probably accelerated the decline in the infection rate it is very possible this is just my prediction i'm not a doctor but come election day we may have experienced five or six months of the healthiest time in america because when we're not out spreading the coronavirus to each other what also aren't we spreading to each other all the other communicable
2: diseases That's right. All of that.
1: i went to a local testing facility the other day because i actually think i had this in january so i had to get a blood test and confirm it because of uh because of some odd things and um uh and uh, some things that just may be coincidental but uh, you know are common for the infection so i went over i was talking to a nurse and we were talking and i had mentioned to her about uh the sars virus about uh, uh h1n1 about all of this stuff and she and she says, and we're both standing there with masks talking to each other. And she goes, yeah. She And I said, and the lack of personal protective equipment and the lack of it. She goes, we never seem to learn. And I said to her, I think we're not going to forget this. We will learn from this. And she laughed and she said, absolutely. So I think now, looking forward, we're going to be better prepared for something like this because it's going to happen again. All of these books.
0: It, 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 just, them, it, it is going to happen again. It's happen. And maybe, maybe the same thing flares up again. But whatever it is. And this may be a a point where we can interject a little bit about possibly where this thing started. I mean, you know, we kept hearing the bats, the seafood market uh, story. And then, um, well, actually, in 2015, right, there was a um, Fauci was involved in this in the Obama administration. They were studying these viruses here, right, in the United States. And then at some point, the. it was the DOD or not the DOD, it was the Department of Homeland Security said, no, you're not gonna study this stuff anymore. Stopped it, but then Fauci worked around that and we gave a grant, uh, had a grant given to China so they could study the same thing. 3.7
1: million in 2015 to this virology lab from the way I understand it.
0: So the question I have is, what, what what were we studying? I mean, how far along was this thing? And then if it was supposed to be shut down, why did Fauci and the NIH go around it and get it funded? What were they doing getting this thing funded in, in China?
1: From a scientific point of view, viruses are absolutely fascinating. Viruses aren't alive. Viruses are simply genetic material surrounded by protein. Okay. When viruses enter a cell a eukaryotic cell We're eukaryotic beings, the virus takes over the cell's self-replicating machinery to make copies of itself. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've been calling it the terrorist of the subcellular world because after it takes over the cell and it makes hundreds or thousands of copies of itself, that's called the burst rate, it then breaks out of the cell, destroying that cell. and then infecting other cells. It's sort of like terrorists invading an arms manufacturer, making a bunch of guns and then blowing up the factory as they leave. They're absolutely fascinating from the scientific point of view. So I can see somebody wanting to learn more about it now. My guess at this point, maybe they should have, maybe they shouldn't have been studying it, but somebody made a mistake and accidentally got infected. And that's how this thing spread.
0: Okay, so I heard Rick, I heard that COVID Basically, a mixture of SARS and even HIV thrown in there to make sure it gets fully into the person and knocks out their immune system. It works it against itself. They put all these things together. What is what is it? What is the purpose of this? Well, that what is mean, nefarious. Is, it not, is it not future warfare?
1: If that is nefarious, if in fact that was the goal, because what HIV does as a as a virus is. Your, our immune system will identify, everybody knows this, will identify foreign objects and then create T cells to attack it. Yep. What HIV does is it tells that cell, which is identifying it, you can't tell the other cells chemically what we look like. That's what HIV does. If somebody was in fact doing that, that is nefarious, that is dangerous, that is something that needs to be looked into and punished because well, there's no need to do that, that is dangerous.
0: I've been interviewing people even on this show that we've been talking about, these are, these are bugs, guys. This is not the lighting. This, I'm not doing martial arts here. This is the South. Uh, I've been interviewing people even on this show that said, and they saw, and there's been, there's been documentation on this that supposedly there was a man in Saudi Arabia, this is going to kind of go back a little bit, but he got the virus eventually, coronavirus, if you follow me. And they were, took the virus, they were studying it in Canada. There's an Ottawa, I believe it's an Ottawa lab up there a major lab right like a level four lab i believe and chinese were working there there's a lot of this going on back and forth between china there's a thousand talents program and there's a lot of stuff going on where they've been using the west against itself and there's also a guy from harvard that got caught that's like a whole other story i remember that the one in in the ottawa lab i believe it was or winnipeg i forget which now one of those major cities up there Chinese were working up there under the guise of saying they were students. They ended up getting kicked out of that lab up there, and the ringleader is known to be working with the Chinese uh, People's Army. Okay, and uh, and so those people were kicked out, and she made I think it was five trips in between like two thousand fifteen and two thousand seventeen, back and forth between Canada and. Uh, the province what was the main province uh, Wuhan. Now, the facility, the level four facility that's in Wuhan is is located about 20 miles away from the seafood market. Right. Makes you want to go home. Right. So knowing that China I'm just throwing in some background here, knowing China's background, knowing that they've been interested in bloodless victory for a long time, you could do a biological situation not have to get your million-man army wiped out, also not have to take on the big Satan by itself because you're not strong enough to take them on head-on. Isn't that art of war kind of stuff where you're not ready to take them on, so you have to look for other ways?
1: I I agree with that. Um, I I have some acquaintances that are uh, quite conspiratorial, and I listen with interest to their conspiracy theories. But my response has always been, look, China needs America more than we need China. They need our markets. It doesn't make any sense. Now, were they developing this for the future in case some future conflict would come up? Uh, That, I think, is entirely possible. Uh, I mean, did they launch this on us because they want to declare war on us? That doesn't make any sense. I think the Chinese communists are much smarter than that. Yeah, Yeah, you
0: might be right. But why would they put all of these horrendous diseases together, three of them? To, to basically, Matt, what do they call that? Gaining function, func- gaining function yeah, right? Why would yeah. they gain function with this kind of stuff that's so serious if they didn't have some intent for it, at least at some point?
1: I, I agree with that. If in fact that is what they were doing, that is nefarious, that is dangerous, that does show that at some point they intended to use this on somebody.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So let's stop that there for now. We, we can always move back into it, but I want to, well, i want to get in i want to talk about what i first brought you on for Sanctuary city. the sanctuary city so here here's what you said in your article and again you can go to no borders no nation.org to see rick stuff rick's got a huge background we didn't even get into it you're a, you're a modest fellow so you don't say a lot about yourself but you've been involved in the immigration control movement i guess you would call it uh way back when i've known you for years um you know, we were I was associated with that in some small way, not in the way that you were, but certainly I was a foot soldier there as well. And we worked together with other organizations to try to stop this in California, in Southern California, and in Northern California, going back to probably what uh ninety early nineties you were probably involved in. Ninety-two
1: was when I got started, of course, and ninety-four was when we had Proposition 187. And Patrick when you and I were working together with all of our friends in the trenches in California, we actually thought we were trying to save California. Cause we could see the change that was taking place law yeah. and order, cultural changes and all of that. What we didn't realize at the time was that, yes, we were fighting to save California. We were also fighting to save America, Yes, we were. but, but any of us that thought about that then didn't realize at the time, we're also fighting to save Western civilization. Yes. We've done more to free more Americans, uh, to free more human beings from disease, poverty, tyranny, everything, Western civilization has done that. So when well, we got started back in the early 90s, we didn't realize that we were actually fighting to preserve Western civilization. Absolutely right. needs to be preserved,
0: absolutely. Absolutely right. And I do want to mention you know, some of these people because just to throw it out there because we have people, Trump kind of came along at a certain point, but before him, you would say Pat Buchanan was the guy in the political sphere. Tom Tancredo from Colorado. These were the politicians and there were a few others, but not many George Putnam on the radio, a warrior going back to the time of the uh, silent movies just about. I mean, he went way back there, right? Right. I mean, he interviewed Mae West, I believe at some point in his career. So, you have people like Terry Anderson, God rest his soul, right? This guy was a, a black man, a conservative, and this guy was fearless and so full of life. I can see him like I'm seeing him today. When I, when I think about it, he was so full of life. Barbara Coe and her organization, the late Barbara Coe as well. Uh, she was such a character, uh, a fighter. I mean, she was colorful, all hell, but what a fighter. Yes. Glenn Spencer in, in, in Arizona, who's probably still there, and I haven't talked yes. to him. Okay. You know, uh, Jesse, Jesse Jesse Lee Peterson and Bond absolutely I give Bond is props, you know. Um, and, and I helped out there as well. But Jesse did a lot uh, as well, and he was fearless. And so you had you had others too, you had many, many others, but I just want to say that and you were one of the one of those people. Uh, fair, of course, and you you know worked with fair at some point and they did a great job there was a lot of people, all the stuff we're talking about with Trump, there w- there would be no Trump without all these people ahead of time because these are like the John the Baptist that paved the way for Jesus. Basically.
1: That's absolutely right. And and I have to give a lot of credit to Trump's election to uh, Maria at the Remembrance Project. Maria Espinosa. Yes. Um, yep. it, you mentioned Terry, who I love Terry like a brother. Yeah. And uh, it was 21 years ago now. It was... Uh, 99 when I arranged the first victim's hearing in Washington. I arranged it with a uh, with a staffer for the House Immigration Subcommittee and Lamar Smith it was one of Lamar Smith's staffers. And we had Terry testifying, and we had uh, uh, some other people because up to that point all they ever talked about was how the uh, you know the illegal aliens, the illegal aliens are this. I said, Well, what about the victims of the illegal aliens? And I was talking yes. to the staffer and and he said, yeah. And I said, if you can have a hearing on I said, and I want it on C-SPAN. So there was a number of people that actually you can, if you look up, if you go to YouTube and you put in Terry Anderson, I put that piece up there where Terry is actually talking about the impact.
0: And- uh, on, on, on the black community, because in Southern Cal, and I'm from Southern Cal originally, I grew up in this, I saw it with my own eyes. I, I'm from the Valley, I'm a Valley guy, not, not a Valley, you know, the Valley girl. remember the Valley girl, well, I was a Valley guy. Um, and I never got the California accent because my parents were from the East Coast. I always had kind of an East Coast blue collar mentality. That was my dad was a plumber and I just had this blue collar thing going on. But um, California was destroyed. The San Fernando Valley, where I grew up, was destroyed. So was most of California. Even even some of the most conservative areas uh, like Orange County, which was Bob Dorton, another warrior. Right. Uh, I don't even know if he's still around. I don't think he is, but.
1: No. And, and proven that there was enormous amounts of illegal uh, alien voting in that election. He, yeah. He uh, but but that. never investigated by he the government.
0: Knew that, and the California Republican Party was and probably still is so cowardly that they would not back him when they knew they knew that there was all sorts of illegal voting going back. We would not be dealing with the illegal voting we're having to deal with today that Trump's having to clean up if it was if it was cleaned up originally in California way back when Bob Dornan.
1: You know, that's that, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And just another smack at the uh, California Republican Party when we won Proposition 187 in 1994, overwhelmingly won it with yeah. everybody against us, including, I mean, uh, not just the Democrats, but also Republicans, Republicans. You know, East Coast, uh, you know, big names, the whole thing and and won it um when that election was over and we had won i wanted to then sponsor one more thing because i mean there's nothing like the people speaking out like that that we want our laws enforced that we i mean 187 was basically a tax bill that just cut off tax dollars to illegal aliens that's what it did.
0: yeah but i which is is totally sensible and obvious why would you want to give your tax money to people who are illegally in your country. Absolutely.
1: Now, at the time I was a member of the California Republican Party a voting member. I was a co-chair of one of the of the outreach committee for the California Republican Party. And I chaired one of the campaigns that supported Prop 187 in our Good. victory.
2: Good for you.
1: I could not get in to see the new chair of the California Republican Party. He wouldn't take a phone call. I couldn't get a chance to see him because obviously I wanted to do a follow-up. We were so successful on this. Let's go to the next phase and let's do this. Nothing. And well, I know there's a lot you know on the left. They want to uh, blame the, the decline in California and the decline of Republicans in California on Prop 187. No, it was the lack of support right. for the people's will yes. to Prop 187 that led to the decline of California Republicans.
0: Well, you know what? You're Exactly. The bats got into the Belfry. We, we had a conservative. First of all, when I was a kid, I mean, let's go. Let's take it back a little bit. When I was young, I wasn't even into politics, but I remember I used to read the newspaper a lot, the Sunday paper. I was always into that kind of stuff. I remember reading an article one time saying that California under then governor Ronald Reagan had a surplus, a surplus. OK, now and we also didn't have all this legal immigration. Right all of this stuff started changing it could have been saved california could have remained a red state california could have remained a golden state and the republican party wanted to get the uh latino vote and they sold out everybody else in order to get what they thought was the future because they could see certain trends well guess what those trends don't have to be trends if you close your border
1: well you know uh i mean it's uh going after the Latino vote, that was actually shown when uh, John McCain was running for president in 2008. He didn't even, I mean, the pro-amnesty John McCain, the open borders John McCain. John McCain didn't even get half of the Latino vote in Arizona where they knew that he was open borders. What does that tell you? It tells Uh, you
0: it's a bad idea.
1: It's a bad idea and Americans don't don't support
0: that. Now, there's a lot of- By by the way, that's what Trump has been fighting to get elected. And since he's been elected, the deep state and all that, it's a lot of globalism. It's a lot of this open borders crap. And that's a lot of the undercurrent of what he's been fighting all this
1: time. Well, this whole coronavirus thing is going to give us a way to work our way out. I'm not cheering for it. I'm not saying, oh, I'm glad we have it so that we can deal with it. No. I'm being realistic. We have it. We have to deal with it now. Now is the time
0: to look at globalism. Globalism, as we knew it, is dead. That's right. It's It's, a, it's it, Rick. It's a silver lining. And yes. even even in all the bad, lining. even in all the bad stuff that's going on, you have to look for, as the Chinese would say, ironically, opportunity among the danger. Right.
1: There's, there's always, I mean, we're going to have to work our way out of this. All these things are going to have to be considered. I think President Trump's announcement that he's just going to end all immigration at this point is logically smart to prevent the influx of any of, of uh, communicable diseases at this point, uh, but also a chance to look at every single thing that we're doing. Yeah. Now, but we could we could look at it before. But, you know, now we have an absolute necessity that we look at these things. In It's a necessity that is obvious to everybody. We've always thought that it was a necessity.
0: It, it, it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like taking the um, don't let it, any good crisis go to waste, uh, which was which was, you know, a Democrat saying that.
1: Rahm Emanuel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rah, Rahm Emanuel, who was uh, Obama's chief of staff and the, and the mayor of Chicago it's kind of like taking that and turning it out on a on its head and using it for good for, I'll give you a perfect for instance for that. Something that just happened. Oil just crashed yesterday. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, crude oil just crashed. What did Trump do? You, you know, did you see what he did about that? What? He said, he said, okay, we're going to use this opportunity. The oil just crashed and went to a very low rate to build up our strategic reserve that we need. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> you know, so that, that, that's Trump. And these people on the left, call him a dummy, and this guy's an idiot, an orange man dad, and all this stuff. This guy is a genius, in my opinion.
1: He's a businessman, he's a salesman, okay? You see that, and you gotta sell, okay? Uh, I was a salesman and trained salesman, and we, what we learned is nothing in the world happens until somebody sells something. That's so right. He's a salesman, but he's also a problem solver. That's what business owners do. You yes, gotta problem different. solve it. If you don't know about it, you bring in the experts and you listen to the debate and then you say, okay, now I like this. Now you don't like what he said. Why is that? And then you listen. Okay. And then you make the decision. That is what problem solvers do. That is what managers do. Managers must manage, said Harold Janine, the management guru. And that is what President Trump does. And so we're going to be looking at all of this stuff again. And again, the silver lining, I think you're right. we Nobody wanted this kind of a disaster to get us to the point to where we're stopping immigration, but but here we are. We have now that we have now we can look to reopen it to hit the reset button and do it in a way that benefits America and Americans. Absolutely,
0: and, and you know it's funny, Rick. Uh, they talk about Trump and they kind of try to make fun of him in certain ways and say, oh, this is like these daily briefings are like The Apprentice, and we got to get this off TV. The only reason they want it off TV is because it's been effective. I think so. But the point of The Apprentice is The Apprentice. He is doing what he was doing with the apprentice. In other words, he's solving problems in real time, bringing people in. He had a board and everything, and he worked out issues right in front of our eyes, which he's doing now. How many people will be that? Uh, what's the word? Open, uh, you know, transparent about what they're doing.
1: Well, I um, I read the other day if uh, if Hillary Clinton had been elected she'd probably be involved in uh, uh, ripping off the uh, all the welfare that's being offered like she did in Haiti, except right, it would be a thousand it, right? times more. Except it would be a thousand times more. Let's go back to the sanctuary cities because I yeah. did update sure, it. Let me,
0: let me say this, Rick, before we get there. I want to throw one more name out just for posterity's sake here, okay? Isola Foster, black woman. Uh, she ended up running for vice president with Pat Buchanan in the reform right. party, right? That's right. Um, and I remember going to uh, Long Beach Arena and seeing the opening for that. Uh,
1: I was there. I was it, in the California delegation
0: have an opening speech or, or prayer, as I recall, for that. So um, she unfortunately has passed away as well. And I didn't know that. I I wasn't I wasn't told that. I just heard about that very recently. But she was a teacher in L.A. and had enough is enough with the illegal immigration. And she started speaking out. She she. Wonderful lady, and I just wanted to kind of put that out there as
1: well. Isola, her students were black kids. She saw her students being hurt by this massive illegal immigration, and she spoke up for her American students. That's right. And was and and was punished for it and forced
0: out. Yeah, that's right. She lost her, her job. She had to fight. She, she lost her right? job.
1: Now, I I was there. I was actually at the California delegation when Pat. Lieutenant picked her to be the vice president, I just also want to say, and this is also, I think I put this on YouTube, Terry Anderson gave a, uh, uh, gave a presentation uh, at the, uh, at the nomination, uh, just before the nomination too, in his,
0: uh, in his overalls, in his overalls, everything he did was in his overalls, that was okay. Terry Anderson never, I don't think he owned a suit. Because he was a mechanic in South Central, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And exactly. everything he did, no matter what the, the uh, you know, even a, even a, you said he was giving a speech before uh, the, the nomination of exactly. uh, John Foster to be vice yeah. presidential nominee for the Reform Party under yeah. Pat Gannon. Yeah. He yeah. Gave yeah. It and it overall. overalls or overalls. trademark
1: trademark overalls. But, it, was, uh, it,
0: it was hilarious. I, that guy was that was the guys. There, so there were
1: so many. That, there were just so many people that we did work with uh that we met from time to time and just all good americans i i want to give you one quick vignette and it's going to sound a little harsh until i get to the end but i was on a panel i many times i was like the only white guy on the panel and uh, there was a couple of hispanics uh and and some blacks and i was of course taking the immigration uh reform you know we need to control this mm-hmm. and at one point i started to talk i said you know there used to be a Uh, a union of black janitors in Los Angeles Mm. that provided good employment and good wages to black men and janitors, and it got wiped out by uh, undercutting, the illegal aliens undercut it. And I said, now we have black Americans that are moving from California to the south. They're not moving back to the south. They're moving to the south because they believe there to be more opportunity. And one of the gals down at the end, uh, one of the black gals down at the end. She looks at me and she goes, "Well, Rick, we didn't know you cared about African Americans." And I looked at her and I said, "I don't care about African Americans. I care about Americans. Yep. Citizens are being hurt by this, and it's not right." And they all just went silent. Yeah. So you know when you scored a direct hit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. you're, you're right over the target, right? Hey, oh, okay. Man. As promised, we're going to get to the uh, your article, COVID nineteen in sanctuary cities. Now set this up a little bit. You said in the article, almost 60% of coronavirus deaths, I'm sure it hasn't changed much since your article, are in 19 counties out of three, over 3,000 counties, 3,007 counties. 19 of those counties hold 600% uh, of the deaths. Okay. And I'm going to name them and then we can talk about them a little bit.
1: Now, now, just as a caveat, yes. this was a couple of weeks ago when I put this together, so the data has, uh, we've gotten better data, but go ahead.
0: Okay, yeah, but, but probably the five counties are still the top, I would think, I don't know. I would, yeah. Uh, New York City, and they're in order, right? New York City, number one. Right. Of course we know that. Uh, and New York City is in, what's the county that New York City's in?
1: Um, I'm not sure, but New York City at that time had 790 deaths. As of last night, when I checked it again, Mm -hmm. 14,773 deaths. Now, here's a problem I have with that. We're hearing that a lot of deaths are being uh, put down as uh, COVID-19 deaths when maybe they weren't. Right. The the lack of data, I mean, we need to know the facts,
0: okay? Rick, if somebody came into a hospital, they came in for something else and they die Right, there, if there's some connection to coronavirus,
1: that's another category, then, huh? If you had a heart problem, but you got the COVID
0: virus, yeah.
1: and you ended up dying, maybe you had a heart attack and you died in the hospital, but you also so it's COVID related, let's say, because right. of the state. But that this is the kind of thing that we need to see. Not just, I mean, we're talking politics right now. How about for medical investigations? You know, everything we hear in the media nowadays, we have to take with a grain of salt. Absolutely. And uh, but. Uh, if in fact some of these stories are true and some deaths are being attributed to COVID-19 when the person didn't even have it, yeah, or they might have had some underlying condition, for the scientific, for the medical purposes—not just our purposes, but for the medical purposes—we need to know what that case is because maybe we're going to find out uh, somebody that uh, you know that has arrhythmia in his heart. I'm uh, making this up. Uh, maybe more susceptible than somebody with asthma. I mean, these are the kinds of questions that need to be answered so that we can deal with this in any future outbreak. That's right,
0: right. And, and couldn't they be padding the numbers for other reasons such as getting paid for COVID patients or making it look like their numbers to begin with are more on track or anything like that?
1: And, and, you know, any, any kind of reasoning. And, that, and that's sad to say, given the fact that this is urgent. Okay. Yeah. This is an emergency in many parts of the country. Okay. And the fact that Know that people would actually lie about this for their own personal, political, or monetary gain. Yeah, you know, it's humans. Humans will act like that. It's disappointing in this
0: point. It is, and and I don't know the numbers, and I've heard other people say that the numbers are undercounted, and who I don't know anything. I don't know for sure. All I know is, all I'm sure about is this. You know, death. Besides death and taxes, the media will lie. Okay, that, I, that is a take to the bank kind of thing. Yeah. And when you know the media will lie, you have to take it with a grain of salt, as you say, and you have to start doing your own research. Yeah. And that's what I've tried to do and, and try to get people on like yourself who know stuff and piece some of the stuff together. We've become citizen journalists by necessity.
1: And have the ability, you know, as you're demonstrating right now and have the ability to get it out and social media and all the other ways that we have to communicate.
2: Absolutely.
0: So So let's go to number two. Uh, We're talking about 60% of the COVID deaths or thereabouts uh, in 19 counties out of 3,007 counties in the country. Number two is King County and and Washington. By the way, it's a given, and I said this in other places, but I should at least say it in here, and we we should at least put it on the record. New York State is a sanctuary state. New York City is a sanctuary city They've been allowing people to come in like crazy without being checked. And now, as I said on another, uh, and I said in other ways, their governor, Cuomo, is running around, uh, Andrew Cuomo, right? Is, uh, I said Mario, that's his dad, uh, running around, Andrew Cuomo's running around like he's Superman with these press conferences. But from all, from all I can tell from the outside, it looks like he's really screwed up on immigration he helped cause the problem to begin with. He uh, didn't, he had ventilators, which were sitting around somewhere that he didn't use. He could have ordered other things. It seems like his total incompetence, but to hide that incompetence, he's going off on President Trump. Am I wrong?
1: No, I, I, I think you're right and uh, about that. And then you have the mayor, Kaiser Wilhelm uh, de Blasio, but his original name is Wilhelm, okay? I didn't know that. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, saying that we're a welcoming city and just sort of almost arrogantly blowing off any kind of risk when this first came out. Yeah. Now, again, not overreacting, but the smart manager would have thought, hmm, okay, let's take a look at this and see if something is coming out of this. But then you have people like de Blasio out there just, oh, we're a welcoming city and, you know, no big deal. And it's like, what kind of a manager does that? You know, it, I mean, are these people as amateurish? And as incompetent as they've seemed in this, as this thing is unwound now, Cuomo has gotten better. Uh, Gavin Newsom in Sa- in uh, Sacramento, for whom I have no use whatsoever, no. they at least have been um, uh, they I think have been fair in their response to President Trump, who is yeah, it I, uh, like it. trying to help all Americans. And for them, for uh, you know, Cuomo at this point and Newsom, it's sort of like they have pushed politics aside. I expect politics to come back in and okay. And, and, okay. And,
0: okay. So can we say, and I just thought about this, that perhaps the original sin of deciding not to close our borders for the purpose of political gain, knowing that people from below our country are going to be in more need of the government services, they're going to be not as educated, they will essentially be easier to control and more likely to vote for Democrats, right?
1: Well, and that's been the theory all along. And, uh, yeah.
0: and so can we? Can we maybe say that COVID in our country has blown up because of that original sin of wanting to bring these people in for political gain, or also for monetary gain for you know people to work in the fields or whatever the case may be?
1: It's um, it's logical. We've certainly seen it with other communicable diseases, which in our lifetimes have been cured, have been eliminated, but have then come back. Come back. in the 90s, right? It back. So if not for covid 19 specifically certainly for other communicable diseases which proves that the threat is there which is why we need to secure our borders absolutely, uh, um, absolutely. i have this and i put it up uh on the back okay, build it now is that what it says it says build it build a wall build it now build
0: so, it now beautiful right, all right,
1: right let, me do the, but, let me but, move yeah. on the actual the proof is there that people can come in with these communicable diseases now we've done a lot to cure these diseases but in this one you know we need to say but this whole thing again the reset button that where we look at everything dealing the global economy um you know uh massive mass immigration border security all of this stuff now is is which has all been important but is now in front of most of the american people who i think a lot now, of them getting the message anyway. We got to deal with it.
0: Now we can't can't avoid it. So we let me avoid it. Exactly get to these other counties that you mentioned. Second one I have is King County in Washington. Now any of these counties I name, somebody will be able to think Washington State, and they're going to say uh, Seattle, right? Biggest, like a very liberal city, right? Right. Sanctuary, uh, what city at least?
1: Yes, exactly
0: right? Maybe even a county. And,
1: and, a co- and I think King County is also, but yeah. Seattle, King County, yes.
0: Okay, so we know that and, and, and Seattle's turned into a mess, right? Uh, was it Amazon was up there or is up there? Yes. Um, turned into an absolute mess as has San Francisco, as has LA, as yes. a lot of these places and the connection with illegal immigration and it becoming a mess is obviously to me and to you very put together and hopefully the people who are watching this will start to kind of connect the dots. Pretty now, next uh, third one is Orleans Parish. Now, I give you a little hint of the word Orleans Parish there,
1: Louisiana, right? That's New Orleans.
0: New Orleans. So, I mean, same and thing, right? Orleans uh, Sanctuary Miami. County, right?
1: Yeah. Now, they've gone from 86 deaths as of last night, reported 339 deaths. So, we're seeing that, seeing that increase. And uh, now, uh, Wayne County, Michigan is Detroit. Yeah, this one on the list okay that's detroit all right and that has jumped from 56 deaths to 1148 deaths wow last night wow so, and uh you know wayne county once again uh democrat controlled sanctuary city and all of this
0: um hey rick is it is, is is michigan or, or is detroit close to the great lakes i'm not familiar with this yes yes well you have the great lakes you also have a whole other thing which I don't know if we'll even be able to get into here, but we're talking about people coming in from other countries and we're talking about uh, I just throw it in at this point because I don't know where it's going to fit necessarily, but because of our uh, birth rates declining in the West, right? This is a whole nother thing on top of the issue about just simple uh, medical issue. There's also a threat to the United States because with the birth, declining birth rates in every Western country, basically, including the
2: United States,
0: even with uh, all of the birth rates rising from below the border from illegal the immigration, they're still going down. But what, what birth rates are going up? The birth awesome. rates that are going up around the world are Muslim birth rates, right? And Muslims, this is not an anti-Muslim thing. Um, a lot of great Muslim people out there, obviously, but first of all, their, their leadership is a problem. And when you have a cultural change, when you have a culture that's a Judeo-Christian culture, it has a freedom culture to it uh, for 200 years, right? In America, you change it to a culture that isn't so much into freedom, that is more into, uh, let's just say non-freedom, You're going from people, the birth rate of being very small with the native born to people who are coming over, like I mentioned in the Great Lakes, possibly from Canada, because there's a a lot of population of Muslims up there. Muslims, the the population is like, what is it like? 8.1? I don't know if it's that high, but it's something huge like that per family. It's a very big birth rate in comparison to the U.S. birth rate. Our culture has already changed massively. Just go to Dearborn, Michigan and check it out for Muslim control. It's going to continue. The EU, European Union, is going to become majority Muslim at some point. It's already changing massively in no-go zones in Paris and so forth. Did you want to comment on that at all? I know you know this. Well, well the, the no-go
1: zones are uh, are an indication that they are anti-Western in their philosophy and in their behavior. But as for the birth rate, first of all, in the third world, I mean we tend to forget and take for granted because we've had it so easy but modern medicine is only 150 years old. Yeah. Before the mid 1800s medicine hadn't changed since the Greeks. If you wanted to have a large if you wanted to have any family at all you had to have a large family because the infant mortality rate was so high. Right. You know? western medicine one of the other gifts that western civilization has given to mankind has reduced the birth rate increased the uh, the uh, longevity rate uh, and, and all of that and so their birth rate has continued now if you take a culture where women don't have any rights okay they can't go out get a job and you know uh, busy themselves doing other things that you see women in western culture doing uh, with the freedom that they have, uh, well, then they're going to stay home and they're going to have babies. Okay. And, and that's the way it is. So you have the, the, you know, the dramatic decline, uh, of the infant mortality rate. And then you have, you know, women who don't have any rights basically in that culture, you know, uh, to me, that's wrong. I remember seeing, uh, a guy on TV one time was talking about international businessmen. He goes, If you land on it, if you land in an airport in some third world country and you see that they have the place divided up for men only and women only, he goes, Get back on the plane and take off because that economy yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not going to in- freedom. We do not need to be importing people that want to deny individual freedom, that want to deny women. Freedoms, the the freedoms that uh, all human beings should have, yeah. and you know some of the other excesses that we see also. So you know it is a concern, and I think it's one that's also going to be looked at now in this reset. I'm calling it a reset yeah, yeah. for and immigration and that's been announced by President.
0: Hopefully, Trump. hopefully, Rick, it will be looked at. And my concern is when Muslim populations become a certain percentage of the population. You've probably seen the the uh, videos too on this, and you can just know it by the way it is when any group becomes a certain portion of the population, they start to push. I know this for sure, because when I was back in Southern Cal in the early days of illegal immigration, if you saw illegal aliens, I'm going to use the proper uh, term here. You saw illegal aliens in your, in your area, they were very polite because they were, they were in a position where there weren't very many of them. They didn't want to get the immigration called on them. They didn't want to cause any trouble. And they were happy to be here, happy to be here. And that's all changed. So you have now people who are in your face with this stuff. They don't really care about the people who are even native born and they want to change the culture and they don't, they they want to just have another Mexico or another whatever down, 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 down South. I, the same thing seems to be happening. If you go to Dearborn, Michigan or somewhere with a big Muslim population, you can get hurt up there if you start going up there. And I've seen videos where Christians have gone up there and, and gone in and started asking questions at a rally or something, and they were getting stoned, literally.
1: I, um, I think that we need to be careful of any individual, any philosophy that does not, um, uh, that is not compatible with Western civilization. Yeah. With the kind of freedom that Western civilization, now, Western civilization isn't perfect, We've done a lot of wrong things in the past, but the thing that we can do is change it. And I think we have been changing it. And as more shortcomings are uh, pointed out, people like you and me and the people that you've mentioned and that we know we will work to change it because that is what we believe in. However, I don't believe we need to be importing a philosophy that is totally against what we're doing. You know, you, you mentioned the uh, illegals in Southern California. I had a friend uh, several years ago who was Mexican, he was an illegal alien. He got amnesty in 1986. Uh, he eventually naturalized, he became a US citizen. He loved being in America. He also had, he felt sympathy for the people trying to escape Mexico, which I do, which you do, because we sure. know what we're going, what's going on. Since I've been stuck at home, I've been binge watching Narcos Mexico on Netflix. I mean, I, if I lived there, I'd try to get out too. I don't want them here illegally. We need to do what we can to help them, but I understand. Yeah. Well, so did Jose. Well, Jose, fluent English speaker, fluent Spanish speaker, of course, would go to these meetings that we would have in our community, which was all the illegals. And all they would do is they'd wave Mexican flags, put down America, talk about Mexico. Twice he came back, I said, how'd the meeting go? And he goes, and again, Jose had sympathy for other Mexicans trying to come here. He came here illegal himself. Now he's a citizen. He loved America. And he goes, if they love Mexico so much, why did they leave? I said, or go back, and he went exactly right. But it's this kind of- It's the
0: same thing with everything, Rick. It's
1: insanity, it's insanity. If you're here, you should love it and love the freedoms that you have and not try to overturn it, tear it apart, or or harm the people that wanna perpetuate it.
0: Well, everybody's got a group now. I mean, you know, women's group, you have a group for for black folks, you got a group for illegal aliens, you have a group for uh, gays, homosexuals. If you want to have a group, fine. Have a group. It's America. You can you can have whatever group you want. Okay, right. but those groups always tend, you know, almost have it always have a tendency to be on the left politically. Yeah. So they're always trying to like take our freedoms away while they're supposedly for this group that they're for, and it's it's just BS. I mean, it's it. I call BS on this stuff. They're not to me. They're not real groups. They're political groups. Yeah,
1: they are, and and I don't know what that is. I think uh, we. Uh, you know, we need to be doing some deep psychological uh, investigation into it. Maybe it's a lack of self-esteem. You know when you people like you and I in our age group grew up, Patrick, when you were young, you didn't not work. everybody worked. right everybody worked. and I, and, I, and I've uh, and I've developed this philosophy and I'm not an expert in it, but I, I think we have like conscious uh, self-esteem and subconscious self-esteem. Um, Subconscious self-esteem would be you you get up, you you get cleaned up, you go to work on time, you do a good job, you pay your bills. That's subconscious self-esteem. When you set a goal and you say, I'm going to enter this marathon and I'm going to win this marathon, or at least I'm going to finish this marathon. And then you do that, that's like conscious self-esteem. Right. And I think what has happened is through no fault of the people who are experiencing our abundance is they didn't experience any... Uh, lack of abundance, and so yeah. we don't have the kind of appreciation that we do. Now, that needs to be taught. A lot of parents are falling down on the job, but that needs to be taught to people to appreciate what you have. You may not appreciate it the way I did because, I mean, when I was young, uh, we lived so close to the railroad tracks that it didn't matter which side you came from, right?
2: Right, right, right.
1: exactly. <laughs> but for these other people who grew up with abundance, they need to at least be taught to appreciate it and what it'll be like to not have it. They'll never appreciate it the way we did because we did without and then we gained it because America allowed that. At least they'll have some appreciation, the point being to want to defend it.
0: That's that's a really great point, Rick. And perhaps, as you said, and you keep bringing it around to this point, and I think it's a good good point here, perhaps the COVID-19 situation, coronavirus situation, it's kind of all encompassing because it reminds me, my parents went through the Great Depression, okay? Um, my dad was world war two and they went through the great depression and they had a great depression kind of mentality and they instilled a lot of that old school, you know, my, my business old school, it can, it's called old school for a reason. I have an old school mentality. I've were
1: told as I was that when you didn't eat and finish your food, there's, there's people starving in China.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this stuff was all in, you know, it was all in, in, you know, this idea of kind of depressionary mentality. Like you had to like work for what you had, you know, and you don't take things for granted. And when you have good times, they're great, but don't take them for granted. All the work ethic, all the things that you're mentioning, the, the, the values, the belief in God, which we don't have the way we used to, right. it, all of this stuff. And hopefully the show is going to do more and more of that. And that's what I've been doing on, on oldschool But I want to do more and more of that now. And you're right on about it, Roderick. I want to mention before we close, cause I need to close out soon. A couple of other counties here just so people know around the, uh, the uh, country here. Uh, number four on our list of coronavirus uh, uh, deaths out of the top 19 is Wayne County, Michigan, right? And we, we mentioned this, and uh, you know you mentioned that from being uh, in Detroit. Um, the other one was, the last one on the list was Suffolk County, New York. That's but that Long is near Island. everything, right? Yeah, that's Long Island
1: attached to New York. Yeah, Suffolk County had 40 deaths um, at on April 1st, I checked last night, 859 deaths in Suffolk County, uh, Farmingville, that whole area going all the way out to the end. Uh, um, at the beginning of the Trump administration, we remember hearing about how DHS was out there dealing with MS-13 yep. and all the illegal alien gangs that were out there yes, and, yes, yes. and the, the danger and all that stuff. So again, that whole area is all infused with, with uh, illegal aliens. And again, this welcoming mentality, and that, you know, just for the viewers, again, the sanctuary city, let's see, my, my website is NoBorderNoNation.org. It comes from right. the slogan, no border, no nation, no law, no civilization. And when you have people in these sanctuary cities and counties who will not enforce the law, yes, I, I saw it, uh, uh, I think Tucker Carlson the other day had a sign up, uh, no law, no order, Okay, basically the same thought process. You have to have law so that people know how to behave. Uh, Wow, this radical individualism, you're going to end up with anarchy and chaos.
0: Yeah. And I wanted people to know, too. I'm in a red state. Red. I don't I wasn't wearing red on purpose, but I'm in a red state. Uh, Tennessee. A lot of people think Tennessee is really conservative and they think uh, Nashville is kind of conservative because of country music. I got news for you. Nashville isn't very conservative anymore. and Nashville was a sanctuary city. Basically, uh, it may not be officially, but when mayor Briley was here, which is pretty recently, uh, Megan Berry was mayor before him, but during the Megan Berry time, Riley, it was essentially a sanctuary city. And the other uh, big county, the deaths are coming from the county, Davidson County, which, which, uh, Nashville is in and the other deaths, the biggest deaths in the, in the state are coming from Memphis. So Memphis you have you know a lot of crime and a lot of stuff out of control as well but but also I looked it up and, and Memphis was a not a sanctuary city either officially but it was a welcoming city a welcoming city which if you read between the lines is essentially a sanctuary city.
1: look at, look the other way yeah yeah
0: so yeah. it's happening here it's happening in California where you're at and, and we in and, and your article put it made it very clear. This, if you take away the sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, sanctuary counties, we would have almost no serious issue whatsoever with coronavirus in this, in this country. And
1: civilization, the way of life that we have uh, come to enjoy and some take for granted is dependent on people following some rules. You know, I go back to uh, Zig Ziglar, the great uh, motivational speaker yeah. years ago. Uh, when uh, Zig was a Christian, and he used to, he talked about uh, a friend of his that he invited to church, and his friend says, um, "He says I don't want to go to that church. You know, there ain't nothing there but a bunch of hypocrites." And Zig responds, "That's okay, friend. We got room for one more." Wow. But then he says, "But I know it's not the hypocrites that keep you from going, because I know you know God didn't call him the Ten
2: Suggestions. Now, yeah,
1: yeah, the Ten Commandments. That's right. Now." Some people don't need to uh, uh, be Christian or believe in God to to obey the 10 commandments and not murder their neighbor or steal or do all the stuff that you're not supposed to do. But civilization depends on human behavior being moderated to, to not do these kinds of things. Right. And our laws come from Christianity, Western civilization is based
0: yeah. on Yeah, 100%. And I would say, you either have to have the laws written on a book or you have to have them written in your heart either way if you don't have those laws somewhere (laughs) you've got a problem in your in in your country we've gotten away from that so far and hopefully god did say that at one at some point he would bring he would write the laws on our hearts right so even 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 abraham and and the even the jews of old knew that and they still do i mean if you look at dennis prager or somebody today he understands that the laws essentially are are, i believe he does i'm sure by the way he speaks the laws are essentially on our hearts, so that's that's what we need. Really, at bottom, that's what we need if we're going to kind of carry our way out of this problem.
1: And and, and I think we will. I think a lot of people are getting it. I think um, one of the uh, another silver lining of this whole uh, coronavirus crisis is people looking at. I mean, we've been experiencing a lack of freedom. The younger people are seeing it. You know, not having the freedom that they had. I, I had a. Uh, um, uh, 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 a young person in, congreg- in uh, college the other day, who's now doing classes online, complained to me about the whole thing. I mean, they get it; that yeah. they understand the need for it. But now they're seeing what it's like to not have the kind of freedom that yeah. they had before. And I think this is also growing a, a bit of extra appreciation for it. But yeah. in this case, I think we're very fortunate to have the leader that we have now, who is a problem solver, who can deal with it. He's not perfect. Guess what? Nobody's perfect, but he's better than any other choice I could ever think of.
0: I, I can't think of anybody who could do the job that this man has done. Yes. I, I don't know anybody that could. I mean, we had Ronald Reagan, God rest his soul. And I lo- nobody loved Ronald Reagan as much as I or probably you or some of our friends. I love Ronald Reagan. But I, I have to admit, this guy's even tougher than Ronald Reagan, in my opinion.
1: It's fun to watch him from time to time when, when you know that he knows that he's twisting some tails.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's but, it's, but it's always, you know, he can twist tails, but bottom line is what he's doing. The policies he's enacting are really, to me, is keeping our eye on the ball. And he's doing so much in the background that's never even hardly discussed.
1: that is is true now we're going to start to see the reopening now i think we're going to start getting back to a new normal not the old normal but we're going to get back to uh to something that isn't a a new normal as people start to go out we're going to see that on unfold and and i think at the beginning we heard a lot of stuff uh, about this coronavirus i think we heard some stuff that wasn't exactly accurate coming out of washington but i mean for people like you and me and the people that we know we didn't need to be hit over the head to say yeah. stay away from people, wear a mask, you know, this is dangerous. We got it, but we still had stupid people that were going to the beach in, in uh, groups or licking toilet seats for some reason. I don't get that. Yeah. Right yeah. Right
2: but we now, but but now we have-
1: we're moving back and we, we but we had to have that excess to get people off the streets. Now I think we're gonna start moving back to people re-entering the society, re-entering the economy. And I think in two or three months this economy is gonna be humming again and people are going to go what what are you talking about the coronavirus
0: god, god willing right um yeah. but yeah, yeah and, we, we, and we did have people that were saying it's just a flu of course the spanish flu is just a flu too <laughs> but uh you know it's just a flu so yeah people underdoing it overdoing it the, the point is to hopefully that we enough people have seen it seeing it correctly and doing what they need to do yeah but anyway i got to wrap uh, uh your website again rick for people to get a hold of you
1: no border, no nation.org.
0: I will link to it in the description here. And uh, Rick, you're doing a yeoman's job. Uh, you've been out there. You are one of the originals, man. And uh, I am thank God for people like you because you were doing the trench work for years and years and years, and you're still out there. It's, it's amazing.
1: So there was a whole lot of us doing it, and God bless them all. Now, I wrote a piece in 2017. Again, not that I told you so, but it's like, you and me and the people that we know, we've been aware of this danger of coming in because of these massive open borders for three decades now. So I'm gonna put up this piece that I wrote in 2017 and I'm just gonna put one line to it. I'm gonna say "Add to this coronavirus because it talks about all the diseases. But again, I think we're at an opportunity here that'll make America even stronger with this reset. And I'm glad we've got the man there ready to push the button.
0: Uh, 100%, I couldn't say it better. We're gonna close out right now. Thank you so much for being with me today, Rick. You, you, uh, I really, really helped me out and help other people out and getting the word out, especially about these counties that just kind of w- w- woke me up even further. The people need to know the relationship between illegal immigration and coronavirus is like this. And thank you so much for doing that, Rick. I appreciate you very much.
1: My pleasure. Great to see you and talk to you, Patrick.
0: Great to see you, man. All right, I'm, I'm gonna close out right now and uh, i want you to go to my website go to oldschoolus.com and i'm going to have this uh this uh podcast there you can also my podcasts are also on uh, google uh, play also on apple uh, apple podcast as well so they're getting out there They're starting to get out there more and more but you can get it uh, uh, on my site as well also i need your help guys subscribe star Dot com. Go to subscri- subscribe star.com I'll have a link there as well. And I need your support to do these kind of shows I've done with Rick today, other experts I'm, I'm having on and, and will be having on, the blogs, the videos, all the stuff we're doing, behind-the-scenes stuff I'm going to throw in there, a lot of fun behind-the-scenes stuff as well. But I need people to become subscribers and help me out. I want to do what I'm doing right now 100%. I want to totally go for it. And I I, I think I can be useful in this fight here. I know as I've done it before and I wanna do it again. I wanna be a communicator and bring in other people and have just a web of communication that educates us about what we need to know right now about health, especially natural health, about um, just having independence and freedom, having success and uh, and getting our culture back. I can never leave that out. And um, it's so important. Uh, but anyway, go to subscribestar.com and you can help me out. It's just, I just have one simple thing way to help me out per month. i have left it real simple right now. Not a lot of tears, one tier, five bucks a month, even in Corona time. Hopefully you can, you can afford that and uh, tell other people about it. But I need support, the more support I can get, the more I can do this work. And I want to take it all the way to full time. So please support me as much as you can. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much. Keep listening. Keep watching. Keep your eyes open. Don't believe the media. If you learn one thing, do not believe the mainstream, so-called mainstream media. They are lying to you almost 100%, at least 95% of them, I would say, that I see. So don't believe them. Believe what you see out there. Believe what you're seeing out there. and Believe. Do the research yourself and go to people that you can, that are doing the research too that you can trust and listen to what they're saying as well. Thanks so much for being with me today, and I really look forward to seeing you again real soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us on Old School with Patrick Rooney. Visit OldSchoolUS.com to find out more about natural health, success, and freedom. See you next time.